sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. North Melbourne is the team that plays to win for you and me. Zombies Ferrari. As always, the esteemed Nate Seven and the less esteemed Quiv is joining me tonight. Good evening, gents. Good evening. Good evening. Also tonight we have Von from the Sydney board joining the crew. Welcome, Von. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hello. Um, for tonight's show, we're pretty much following the same schedule as usual, except we've got the VFL stuff, and that's all pretty much wrapped up. So first up, I'll run through what's happening on Big Footy, and then there'll be question time with Nate and Quiv, followed by a review of the Richmond final, and then preview this week's final against the Swans at that dreadful stadium, ANZ. Now, moving straight into the show, um, it's been a busy week on Big Footy as a whole. Um, the two topics I want to discuss are fairly contrasting, so I'll firstly go with the serious stuff. So the main stuff... Serious stuff is Lance Franklin and withdrawing from the rest of the 2015 season, citing personal reasons. Um, mental health's been the main reason people are citing, but there's also been a whole lot of rumours from recreational drugs to threesomes involving Bo Ryan and his partner. Uh, I'm not here to discuss rumours so much. You guys can go into it later in the main board, but more so mental health affecting top-level AFL players. I'd firstly like to ask our guest, Vaughn, and then later Nate, about whether there's enough being done by the AFL and the clubs in general in addressing mental health and personal issues, including drug and alcohol issues, of AFL players. Okay. um, Well, I personally think that uh, club to club, you know, each club has a different support system, so it's hard for me to really know kind of what goes on between closed doors I guess you have you know doctors and whatever but I guess when you think about it football it's really no different to a workplace they would you know it's kind of like do these players want to open up do they feel comfortable talking about it do they view football as work or do they view it as life um so yeah personally I I I think that the MV, um white MVP sorry Fife just won the MVP sorry the AFLPA um obviously a very strong tight-knit group, they would obviously provide support. I imagine an organisation like the AFL would have a lot of counsellors. I don't know if they're... I don't know if the AFL are doing uh, anything overt about it. Like, I know we have lots of different rounds in regards to... um, in regards to, say, uh, cancer or whatever. I don't know if we specifically have one, but, you know, it would be a really nice initiative. Nate, do you have any opinion on this? Look, I'm not. No, none of us are really too sure exactly um, 100% on what the AFL are doing. We can only sort of comment from the outside. We have no idea about what's going on in the inside, apart from those who've got the connections. 
from a personal perspective, I know <clears throat> what's happening at North Melbourne and some of the other clubs through the medical department. And the other clubs, St Kilda and Essendon, or more St Kilda I know in particular, have been very vocal about trying to have a, a full-time sports psychologist or a or just even a general psychologist or an occupational uh, in a full-time capacity rather than a two or two and a half days a week um, like that they currently do. And a lot of the clubs are in that in that way. Just what Vaughn was touching on with the sort of the Marcho's perspective, I want to go a, bit, a little bit further but not link it to in any way, shape or form to the current, the buddy issues. Um, so there's issues obviously with um, the Marcho's perspective of um, just the AFL, the players, um, the lack of this oh, is on the gross assumption that there are homosexual players, which there would be, and and bisexual and, and other, and there's the lack of those people coming out, or even if they feel safe or they feel happy about coming out. So there's that, and I I think that it's a, it's a vicious cycle that um, <clears throat> when you've got this this macho perspective and you've got players who potentially don't want to for fear of retribution or God knows whatever else. It could be also the, um, the, the lack of psychology support or medical support or even understanding of the clubs. They could still be in the old 1990s mentality and we don't know that. We can still only contact, sorry, I, I comment on, um, the outside world. Uh, I, would suggest that they're they're doing as as well as they can because you can't really force players to come out and admit to things which they're not happy about, regardless of whatever issue that is, whether it be um, drug issue, whether it be mental health, whether it be even um, familial issues. So until you you garner that trust from them, um, it's going to be a bit of time because you cannot just say to them, okay, now we've got these procedures and policies in place that you now have to do what we want. Um, it is a two-way street and it will take a lot of time regardless of what the issue is. And the AFL and all the clubs just need to realise that, and as do the supporters. Mm, good points. Um, I'm not sure if Quiv's dropped out. Are you there, Quiv? I am, but I don't know if my internet's working properly. Am I coming through clear? Yeah, 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 oh, mate. Yeah. So, sorry about that, everyone. He dropped out for a second there. Um, so I'll move on to something a bit completely different. So not a Monty Python line, so sorry. Um, Big Footy has really enjoyed sinking the boot into Richmond after their loss to the hands of our yes. great club. So there's been a lot of trolling back and forth all over Big Footy. We've Greater Gatsby being banned, good on him, and <laughs> Mad Adam fueling the fires on the main board. Um, my favourites on the north board have to be um, help find Trent hashtag. That's that's quite funny <laughs> because Trent Cochin got absolutely pantsed by Ben Jacobs and only got nine disposals. And this was quickly followed in Bay 13 with Where's Trent, which is of course, linked to where's Wally, <laughs> and this led to this has led to a few good gifts and a good few memes. So if you want to have check it out, it's a really funny read. It's sticky on the top of Bay Thirteen. You only have to look at that thread. You don't have to look at all the other crap on that place. So move straight on to question time then. So there's a few questions for Nate and Quiv. Some of them are made up. Um, Von, feel free to ask any questions at any time if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mate, this is from Greater Gatsby. Is Ben Jacobs the next Gary Ablett Jr.? <laughs> what? Is he serious? Yes. This is the guy... Oh, this is probably because he's, he's now ignoring my messages, but I think you've told me that he's banned, so okay, we'll just run with that. Um, for the sake of big, for North Melbourne Big Footy, yes, but in reality, no. Um, is he the next fucking Gary Ablett Jr.? Uh, yeah, that's... I've heard him come... I've heard young Greater Gatsby come up with some better questions and Greater Gatsby, I know where you live, I'm coming around to your house and fucking that shit. (laughs) Next. He's got a follow-up question for you. Should Arthur Cloak be made the North Melbourne PA guy that runs entertainment during matches? (laughs) Yes, because if you've ever seen the posts that he has and the liking and the following that he has and he's... His good um, mentor Zondor, or maybe he is the, the mentor of Zondor. They could do a great tag team act. And <laughs> you two know exactly where I'm going with this. They could do some kind of weird sort of tag team, especially if it's Eddie Had, because it's not far from their infamous haunt around the corner. And I, I reckon that'd be great, but um, probably not really child friendly. Anyway, that's all. Oh God. Um. Now for a completely made-up question for Quiv. Will KB ever re-emerge from Gollum's lair after that bad loss? I think, um, I guess we all hope not. Uh, I think we're all sick of that guy. So for the good of the football world, please stay there, KB. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Vaughn, how horrible is ANZ Stadium? It's pretty fucking horrible. You're not going to hear me like defend it. It's it's terrible. <laughs> Don't go. When's the deal run out for ANZ? Uh, um, 2017, I think. Oh, thank God for that. Move yeah, to- it'll be good. No, all finals at the SCG, everything at the SCG. Everything. Oh, that'll be awesome. But hang on, just quickly, didn't the AFL say a few rounds ago that there'll be after... Was it David Hale that had his back slipped on the, the nuts? Sorry, the, the nuts and bolts. Or rough head, whatever. Some... Oh, he does have a rough head. Became a rough well, head. He does. Both as ugly as sin. Um, they said that, it, not to do with that, but more to do with a few other things, that there would be no finals at ANZ. They would only be at the SCG. And then when you find out, what, six days ago, that they're going to be playing a final there. Was uh, that... I think they meant that there would be no finals there from 2017. Mm. Right. The good news is, though, that those bolts got removed earlier this week. It's only taken them... <laughs> That's right. I'm going to put them back months? in. <laughs> Fucking cheer squad members. Anyway. <laughs> oh dear. Um, you got no questions, Vaughn, for us panelists? Uh, not really, because I didn't quite understand the nature of your question comparing whoever to Gary Ablett, and uh, <laughs> can't say I understood your well, question. That's the point of it. We're a bit sorry. Right, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. We'll move on to the review then. Um, Quiv, it was a good win, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was actually, except, um, for the MCC not allowing you to drink beer in your seat. Uh, what? But just Twitter handle, Twitter post by you in history, I reckon. Right, what was that all about, Quiv? Well, uh, Philly told me, but I misread the message and thought he meant you just couldn't take a glass back to the seat, which I thought, yeah, duh, obviously. But it turns out in the MCC, you can only drink beer at the bar, which means you are stuck watching the game on the TV, which defeats the purpose of paying an arm and leg to get into the MCC anyway. 
<laughs> so that was very disappointing. Um, but then, obviously, what, two hours later, my frown turned upside down and we beat the, the Tigers. Um, <laughs> got to wave goodbye to a few smart asses in front of us. <laughs> um, You're polite, <laughs> of course. I was very polite. I was, <laughs> I was a bit worried about Philly. <laughs> oh, I know what he's like. Uh, but yeah, um, onto the actual game itself. It was a very uh, badly umpired game, to um, put it nicely. But Richmond were robbed. Um, uh, we were <laughs> robbed of a free kick, seven minutes um, to go in the last quarter. That could have turned the game around. That Edwards 50 was the worst decision I've ever seen. Oh, but that Zeebel free kick, and then they carry on about that Cunnington free kick, you know, open your eyes, Richmond. But, um, no, it was a, uh, an entertaining game. It wasn't the best game ever, but it was, I found it quite entertaining, even if I was sober. Uh, well, not really much to say. Um, no real standouts for myself personally. No Jacobs, no Goldie, no White, um, no Cunners, no Zeebel. No Atley. Well, look. As I said, you expect it from these guys. They're not Trent Cotchins. They're not going to go into their turtle shell and disappear for two hours. <laughs> or in Trent Cotchins' case... What about uh, Sam Gibson's role on Ellis? Um, look, to be honest, I didn't even notice him. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, you, you got t- he tagged Ellis. Ellis only got ten disposals. I did read that after the game, but I think I didn't really pay much attention. I don't think I didn't not notice Cochin not being there. I suppose that's no one did. We're still finding him. Just shows how good Ben Jacobs did. Help find Trent. Um, my only real standout is White, I guess. It's uh, a shame Angel. that game he came in. Um, would have been nice to keep your good game for maybe the grand final or something. Wait, but that's all right. Has he fulfilled <laughs> his potential yet? Well, that's what we got him for. We got him for finals, and he stood up in his first final with us. So, so the eternal question of whether Jared Waite with a few his potential has been answered. Partially. Let's see how he goes two weeks in a row. That's a great enigma than the Da Vinci Code. Um, We'll move on to the preview then. So you want to keep going with that? Yeah, all right. So, obviously, we've got Sydney this week at the wonderful, also I've heard, ANZ Stadium. I'll be making my trip up there for the first time, so I'm looking forward to that on the North Bus. Um, Troll. <laughs> I, I, um, look, I, I think this game is going to be won in the midfield defensively. I feel whoever's midfield can help out their defenders the most is going to win this game. Obviously, Sydney needs to stop our big tools scoring, and we've got three of them running around down there. They don't have enough to stop that, so they're going to need to stop their ball getting in there nice and clean. And Sydney's midfield is incredibly capable of scoring goals themselves, and they're going to need to with only Kurt Tippett down there as their key forward. Um so, look, I think our big targets to stop this week will obviously be Tippett's. So I'd imagine Tarrant's going to try and keep his form up and limit Tippett to nothing. Uh, I think Ben Jacobs will go to Hanbury, mm. uh, try and keep him quiet. Uh, it's hard. They've got a very, very good midfield. Will Gibson go to Jetta? Uh Gibson could go to Jenner. Atley could go to Jenner. Um, he's another hard one to stop. 
if he's on, that he's almost unstoppable. Uh, depends on what Jettis says uh, shows up for the day. Mm. I think another key target we have to stop is Adam Goods. He, for some reason, always likes to play really well against us. And he played well in the midfield last week. Bloody well last week, so he's in some form just based off that. Um, so mm. depending on where he plays, if he's just going to run through the midfield or if they're going to shove him down forward for a target. So who uh, would take Heaney? Because Heaney's been very good this year. Uh, Heaney's another good one. Uh, look, he's he's pretty quick, I think. Would I be right there, Vaughn? Uh, he's pretty quick. Uh, he's He doesn't play too much in the midfield, though. So he's around the half-forward line, so you don't get to see him use his pace that much. Yeah, so, um, look... Billy Goldwayne? What was that? What, get Philly's old mate J-Mac down there and just well, have a massive just, shut down? Yeah, to say that, uh, yeah, J-Mac. Uh, I'll see J-Mac going Sam to Bruce, right. actually. Uh, 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 Heaney, I think, is quicker than both Sam Wright and J-Mac. So he's... So what, an athlete? No. Fuck no. Why, why would you do that? Because you then... <clears throat> Sorry, Quib, I need to get in this, and I know you're going to back Go me up. It. Why would why would you want to negate Atley's main weapon? Well, who will go to Heaney then? Well, you can tag team him. You can get a number of players in a tag team role in a non-sexual way. Um, yeah, okay, right. Yeah, Atley, uh, no. J-Mac, yes. Three, he's got some su- um, we were talking Too about slow. Six, we, we, we're talking about quick speed, and you're massively quick speed. And you mentioned fucking spread spur- spur- No, I don't know. I know you're taking the piss. Uh, yeah, no. Um, okay, Quiv, there's no... Tell me you don't want to see Adley on, on Heaney. There's no fucking no, why. No, I do not. Um, exactly. I think Will Heaney's got to not put right. too much pressure on Atley down, for, uh, down there, down back, The thing is, um, you guys are mostly, like, I know Heaney's quite quick, uh, but Heaney actually, even though his size doesn't suggest it, and even though he's a, he does set up a lot of goals, he actually plays like a tall forward. Um, he's got a really Very incredible nice. leap, and the players, like, the opposition, I've noticed, tends to put tours on him. Uh, when he goes deeper, as opposed to speedy halfbacks. J-Mac. Mm, this is all about J-Mac. Maybe, oh. maybe J-Mac is the man then. Maybe. Yeah. But if you want endurance, I heard someone just mention Hanson then, but... Um, no, uh, I said heard of Hanson. Well, it's funny, oh. funny you mentioned Hanson. I think I, I'll be surprised if either or both Lindsay and Hanson play this weekend. Really? I think I think one of them Inside will be. Word? No, no, just uh, we got too many tools for a short forward line for Sydney. So, so McDonald in for a Hanson. <clears throat> well, I don't even think McDonald's going to get the gig. I I, no, I think it's hard to go he, past Turner. I, yes. Turner, he's mm, defensive pressure. He I can showed see us that. that last week um, and last year. Sorry, he's just a tackling machine, and with Sydney ranked what. They're first in Oh, they've been a, the best pressure side for a long time. They've always, like, besides Fremantle, they're one of the best sides at tackling and putting on the pressure. Well, they're equal first in tackling. I can only assume that's with uh, Fremantle while well, we're ranked 12th. And, mm. Well, Sydney's and, always based their game on strong tackling. Yes, and uh, ANZ, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be wet and muddy. Or at we're least very dewy. Tackling. Yeah, mm. we're going to need somebody to stop the ball because Sydney can just flick it around. 
and get it into and all their midfields can score goals very quickly. Uh, they're mm. all very uh very quick and pretty accurate. Mm. Have you what seen the match going? Sorry, Nate. I was just thinking just quickly. We've got two questions for anyone. First of all, well, the number one question is the carriage spudge shield. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the nomination for that? Okay, I'm taking the piss there. Laidler. Who is the? Yeah, I was going to say Laidler as well. He's going to have. Uh, oh, I explained the same carriage to Von, Nate. Have you or you will? Uh, I think is this like spuds who always tear you up? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Laidler's quite Kerry. good. Laidler's been very integral to our back six, believe it or not. Yeah, but still a spud. I don't know who 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 would he play on. I don't know who he could play on. I mean, he could follow weight around the ground, but Jared Waite's got the leap on him, I think. Uh, so I see Laidler going to Brown, and he's just far too tall. He's far too agile down on the ground for him. I, he's not. A, he doesn't really have a good matchup against us, I don't think. Maybe a Garner. <clears throat> then come up as the third man. Mm, maybe. All right. Maybe. What about subs? Like, who do we reckon for um, subs? I'm looking at sort of Nahas, assuming it comes directly from no, the. No, I think Nahas will do a defensive name. job on Shaw. Uh, okay, okay so who's the sub? I was surprised Nahas wasn't subbed last week, um, to be honest. Uh, depends. Um. If, if Lindsay Thomas I'm is playing, about. if Lindsay yeah. Thomas does stay in the team, it's got to be him again. I don't know who else you could pick. I mean, they won't pretty... put him up for two weeks in a row. Well, your other yeah. option, knowing Brad Scotts as we do, would be Garner, and mm. I don't think that's a very good choice considering his pressure that he brings, and mm. and we will need that. Uh, unless they're going to chuck Lindsay Thomas in the midfield. I don't see another option for a sub. And Gibson, there's no point in him being the sub because all he does is run. All day. Mm. Anyway, we don't. We, you know, that's a very bad choice for us. Well, Turner, yeah, um, sorry, mate. Sorry about that. Guys. Of, My net just dropped I'm, out. No I'm aware of that, but so Gibson was the sub against um, the Bulldogs during that horrendous match, and yeah, you're right, Quiver, with what you said that he's just got too much endurance and too much speed to, and probably not enough explosive. Um, input through the game to to warrant him being a sub. But when I when I look at the interchange bench as it stands, or the team as it's named, and I ask the question, if it's going to come from that bench, well, for me it's nah. Some of you say Thomas, and I was just well, it can't be Hanson because it's more the case that Hanson be subbed out if anything rather than subbed in. Mm. So by deduction, it would leave Gibson. That's why I was sort of putting the question out. Otherwise, if it's to come from the eighteen, the starting eighteen. Is there anyone there that you'd say, oh, yeah, he's a Monty for that? Not really. Um, no. 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 Uh, the only, solid 18. Yeah, the solid 18 starts. Uh, sorry, the, mm. the named starting 18 will start on the ground. Yep. Um, I, that's, that's why I think there's a high chance Lockie Hanson won't play. And, and that Turner will, beat us up. That allows us to bring in Kane Turner. I don't mm, think um, I don't think McDonald gets a game um, and right that's depends if he won another defender or if he won another pressure forward. I think um, pressure forward, Turner. pressure crumbing small forward will be very very handy. Mm. Um, and yeah, we've got no crummers as these Lindsay's in terrible form. Uh, Boomer Harvey's not really that much of a crummer these days. Uh, Kane Turner is. Mm. Uh, I think uh-huh. he should play. Uh, 
Vaughn, how did you how did you see the your team's form last week? Um, well, I think it's hard to just go back to last week. The Swans, like, this recently, like, in the middle patch, they were kind of winning quite ugly. We struggled to kick over 100 points. So if you actually look at the team that beat you guys in round 11, I actually think it's very different to the one lining up, and not just in terms of personnel. Like, uh, in the past few months, like I said, we do have, you know, like everyone perceives our forward line because it has Buddy and Tippett and all these big names. They perceive us as being very high scoring, but we actually don't have very good forward structure, if any forward structure. So in the past few weeks, sorry, the past month specifically, uh, we've kind of tweaked our forward line a little bit. Buddy was out because of his back, and because of that, we had to actually, um, we had to actually move Tippett more into the first first forward position, have Ree take the second uh, best defender. Midfielders started kicking goals. So in the past month, we've uh, we've actually found some form. And I don't know, without sounding like a sore loser, because you know I think bad kicking is bad football. But I think Sydney were in a very good position to win the game last week. We kicked about 18 behinds. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's you know it's it's hard to really say because like like I said, the month prior we were beating Suns and and you know these these terrible teams, so we were constantly winning by sixty seventy. But no, aside from that, like our form, uh, aside from Fremantle, I think has been quite good. Like our defense has always been solid. It was actually our forward line that was not functioning. Mm. So believe it or not, with Buddy actually. Out, like I don't think Buddy Franklin, like crazy as it may sound, is actually the biggest loss in my opinion. Reed's actually a bigger loss because he's got great hands. If he takes the second best uh, defender, he's likely to kick three or four goals. Whereas you can't get that always with Buddy because mm. he's very on and off. Um, aside from that, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. Like if you look at Sydney last week, I don't know how many of you watched the game, but you know, Goldstein, in my opinion, obviously is the best Rockman in the competition. Uh, Sanderland's completely touched up our Rock division, the hitouts. It was something ridiculous. I think there was like a 50 hitout differential. Clearances were 20, 20 difference or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, so even though, you know, our midfield got completely smashed, we had more inside 50s. And I think mm. that's more a credit to how Fremantle play. But, um, yeah, the point I'm trying to make is that with Jack and Luke out, and they both, not so much Jack, but Luke had a huge game against you guys. Then you had like 33 disposals he, last he's time. He's such a good player to have out though. Isn't he? Like he's just been brilliant last out two seasons. Out of the team. Yeah, it's great for us anyway. Good for us, yeah. We're, there's a little bit of a, like last weekend, like on our podcast, we had a little bit of a debate. Like I personally actually thought that we were a better team without Luke in it. Um, only because I think that we had a better balance because I think that the Swans midfield tends to overuse it. Like I know there's this outside perception that our midfield is extraordinary, but I think we had like too many extractors and with Luke out, we were forced to actually kick the ball and not handball so much. So with the weather being really forecasted to be quite rainy, um, it'll be interesting to see how Sydney uses it because if we, revert to our traditional wet weather game plan, which is just handball, 
um, we'll probably lose the game. Mm. But if we were to actually kick, then, you know, I'd, yeah, it might be completely different. No worries. Um, thanks for joining us tonight. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you. And thanks, Quiv and Nate, for joining me as usual. No worries. We'll see you next week for the prelim. <laughs> we will do. And thank you for... Isn't the VFL over? <laughs> oh, shots fired. Um, thank you for listening, everybody, and hopefully you can tune in for next week. Goodbye.